Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have another incredible dynamic human with me. Um, We met on Clubhouse. And again, I say it every time. Clubhouse, if you are not on the app, you're missing out on some incredible people and people in all different types of businesses and collaborations that you could possibly make. But I have Alvin Hope Johnson here. We all call him Uncle Al on the app because he just has this way of push, like putting his heart there and sharing so much value in the real estate field. So Alvin, I'm going to pass you the mic, do a little intro, and then we'll go from there. Sorry about that. Hey, Danielle. So glad to be here with you. Um, turn my phone off. As you mentioned, my name is Alvin Johnson, and I put hope in the middle. Mm. Because there was a time where all I had was a hope and a prayer. Mm. And so uh, we hope this and hope that. And today we have Hope Housing Foundation, which is our 501c3 nonprofit that provides housing opportunities for the economically challenged and the workforce communities across America. Um, And that's what I do every day, man. I just try to provide hope. And sometimes I'm the one sent to the place to change maybe just the thought process of how some things are thought about. Because I believe as we get better, it gets better. Mm-hmm. As we get better, the things we look at change or we see them from a different lens. And uh, so that's been really, that and tenacity have been two staples in my life that have allowed me to to be here today. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. So I kind of want to get into, you know, because your zone of genius is the multifamily and, you know, in, in real estate and what have you. So how did you even start in that? Like what, what made you say, I want to get into this game and go from there? You know, I really don't think this is my zone. I don't think what I do is my zone of genius. Mm, okay. What I really believe is my zone of genius has become the ability to encourage other people to follow their dreams. Because if mm-hmm. they can paint a picture of what something looks like, then you can achieve it. And you can also get somebody else to believe it. Mm-hmm. So building these apartments is just that. All it is is, hey, here's a concept. I believe we can do it. Here's a budget that says we can do it. And now there's the land that we can build it on. And then we all get together after having a vision of what it could look like and we build it. So that part is no genius. The genius is going back to the place of, again, articulating the story of what we want. So a lot on Clubhouse, a lot of the things that I try to get over to people, we've got so many people getting in real estate. Oh, they think people mm-hmm. make so much money. I'm going to just get in real estate. They have no idea what they want to do. 
They have no idea of where they're going. They have no plan. They just think getting into real estate is going to automatically make them a gazillionaire, a gagillionaire, whatever. Right. Right. (laughs) And it just doesn't work that way. So I like to go back to the beginning or try to get people to think back to the beginning of why. Mm -hmm. Why did I want to get into real estate? Okay, why? Okay, why? Okay, why? And you ask enough whys and really be honest with yourself, you'll probably get down to the real reason. Well, why do you want to get in real estate? Well, I want to make money. Well, why do you want to make money? Oh, well, I want to be financially free. Well, why? Well, I want to do something with my time. Well, what do you want to do with your time and why? And then you start doing all that and you can probably get back to a place of the real reason you're doing what you're doing. Why did you want to go to school? Why did you pick psychology? Why? Did, why? Why? And so that can help craft the roadmap to where you want to go. I've made so many mistakes because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how to do what I thought I needed to do. And so I'm just trying to help people collapse decades into days, mm-hmm. decades into days by not going down the wrong path when here's a straight shot to where you need to go. And you just got to figure it out. Uh, no, I love that. And I think that that breakdown of the why, 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 I don't think a lot of people really sit and do that. So, I, and Nobody I think that that's that. no, and I think that's super important. But for somebody that wants to get into the space that you're in right mm-hmm. now, what kind of tips would you be able to give them to start off? Because, like you were saying, there's so many different avenues. But they yeah. want to get into the space that you're in. So what, what kind of tips can you give? Great. Well, so if they know they want to be in the multifamily space. Mm, mm-hmm. So that that you have to know that. So what do you want to do in this? Oh, I want to be an owner operator of apartments. Great. We've got a we've got a target, right? So from that point, then I would start. Man, there's so much information on YouTube. There's so many um so many places you can get information to find somebody to guide you down that path. What I did, I was 44 years old and I went and volunteered for a guy that had 16,000 units. Mm-hmm. I knew that he, he said he would help me. He said he would help me and he said he would help me. So he finally met with me uh, in 2007. 2007, I talked to him for three weeks after that meeting. And then he quit answering my call. I called him every week for 52 weeks. The first three weeks he answered, 49 weeks he did not. I said, man, this is my last call. If you don't answer today, I'm done. Mm. He picked up the phone in February of 07 or 08 and said, Alvin Johnson, I am so tired of you calling me. So he knew that it was me texting, emailing or something every week. He said, I've never seen anybody as tenacious as you. If you really want to know what we do, get up here and stay with me for 30 days and, and you can figure it out. So I did, man. I got the biggest suitcase and that 30 days led to me staying there for 13 months. I volunteered for 90 days. I would like to think that I created so much value by being there <clears throat> and assisting him. He started to pay me. And then mm-hmm. after he started to pay me, that led me to 13 months and then he died. And after he died, I became the president of what today would be a $2 billion company. And I went there as a volunteer. 
Now, when somebody hears this whole thing, they're like, okay, what, one thing comes to my mind is the trust factor, right? How did you know that this guy was trustworthy that you, you know, that your, your mentor, right? Cause you can, would you say he was your, one of your mentors? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because there's, um, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about him except I had met through a mutual friend. Mm. And then when he flew into Dallas to meet me from Amarillo, Texas, uh, in his private plane, I didn't know that then. Uh, when he walked into the room, this guy sucked the air out of the room. I mean, just that kind of presence, mm-hmm. right? So with that kind of presence, there was I knew I needed to be with him. My my spiel to him was, I will sharpen your pencils or shine your shoes. I need to, just need to be in the room. Grant says it all the time. If you can't afford to be in the room, serve water. I wanted to do whatever it took to be in his company. When he allowed that, after one year of me being, so you may say, how did he know I was trustworthy? Mm, right. Sure. How, how did how did he know I was worthy of him allowing me to come to his organization? Well, after a year of somebody calling you and texting you and encouraging you because those emails were not, hey, man, why you ain't answering my call? It's like, hey, I'm praying for you today. Hope you're having a great week. Hey, Steve, I'm thinking about you. Just wanted to let you know I'm still here every week. He couldn't. So I guess he figured, well, man, shit, I may as well give this guy a try. He's, he's that great. <laughs> oh, that tenacious. So he put me in a, uh, extended stay hotel. They rented the hotel. And I had moved out of an 8,000 square foot house that I owned in Texas, flat, three acres, my own swimming pool, my own lake, brick enclosed gate. I mean, beautiful place to a extended stay hotel. Talk wow. about wow, and I stayed there for about six months. The first three months, like I said, I was volunteering, living on my savings account, which only lasted me 90 days. On the last day, I sent money to pay my bills. He asked me, Alvin, how are you, you still here? Because he had given me assignments, and the company was so big, I didn't see him. He traveled all the time, I did what I was doing. I was going to cities and meeting with the mayors and the police department and setting up programs for the properties and talking to the managers and wondering why the property looked this way and why the maintenance guys are doing this. So I was learning and talking and trying to posture the foundation for other communities. <clears throat> so he didn't even know I was around. And then he looked and said, Alvin, you still here, man? How are you living? Like, well, I'm glad you asked me that. I just sent my last money home. Wow. Said, well, come see me tomorrow. We'll talk about what you need and we'll get it for you. So he started paying me the month after that. And that lasted 10 more months. And then he died. And then when he died, the foundation immediately went into a bankruptcy uh, because there was no succession plan, nobody to take over the foundation, nobody to, to run it forward. So the board of directors asked me to step in. Me. I've been there for 13 months. I had been to every property. I knew more than anybody left at the company knew after only 13 months. Imagine that. Wow. So um, after that happened, uh, that position lasted about two and a half years. We walked the company through the bankruptcy, helped write the bankruptcy plan. So I learned from 
I learned this business from attorneys that uh, made a thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> right. Um, after that was over, I got fired, and then we had to figure out, okay, now God, now what? Who's going to hire me? Mm-hmm. Who's going to hire me now? I'm almost, I think I was about 48, 49, no college, president of a company that just went through a bankruptcy. Even though I didn't put it there, I walked it out. That was the last thing attached to my name. Now what? Man, I sure hope I could get a job. Right. Oh, Alvin, you can have this. Uh, there's another company here. Uh, the board of directors is ready to resign. Maybe you can resurrect it. I'll take it. So we that company today is now Hope Housing Foundation because we hoped that we could get a business started. We hoped that we could find some properties to buy. We hoped that we could find partners to deal with us. We hoped that we could have a legacy built that would last longer than me. We hoped that God would honor all of this work that we've done and allow us to be a good steward of all of this stuff. We that's those were the hopes and prayers and dreams. And today, uh, 11 and a half years later, I guess that was in January of 2011 when we renamed Organization Hope. From there, we've amassed over, I don't know, in assets standing today, about $150 million in assets currently under development, another $150 million. And that's wow. just starting this year. The developments that will start next year total close to $600 million today, so far. Because we're going to do 3,000 units next year. 1,000 units will start this year. That's, that's, I want, I want to let that breathe for a second because I think that a lot of people that are listening are like, that, that just gave them hope. Because I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm in awe of, of you. Like, and this is why I love being able to do this and interacting with, with, with like different types of people and really getting to their story because. I didn't know that, Uncle Al. Like, I didn't. I didn't know that on the stupid Clubhouse app. But this is so important for you guys to hear that, that, that hope. And do you ever, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, you're doing good? Like, every step that you've taken, have you looked at yourself and celebrated those small wins? No, I hadn't done that. But I'll tell mm-hmm. you. This morning, 6.30 this morning, mm-hmm. I was on a call with uh, our social media team who's based in India. There are about five people on the team there. Uh, the young lady in my office, Aaliyah, that runs, that that coordinates all of that, and then our COO. And I'm sitting there listening to them talk about me. Mm-hmm. And the way they're marketing this and the way they're doing the videos. And I went. I just started crying. I literally did. Like, I'm about to nine. I said, God, mm. wow, man. Wow. People are talking about, I'm listening third party to them talking about me this way. So I'll tell you, uh, one of the things when this journey first started, um, after we got our second property, we had, so now we were 440 units into this. And I went, wow, God, man, <laughs> I need a leader. Right. Send me somebody that we can pay to lead this organization. Nobody showed up. Mm. So I had to grow to be that person. 
And so I'm just scrolling through Facebook one day and I see this John Maxwell leadership training. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, John Maxwell ain't on no, no Facebook. That's some bull crap. <laughs> and, going, and then I saw it again the next day and then the next day. And I finally clicked the link and I joined it, got JMT certified. But I learned so much about leadership, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership that that really just changed my changed my whole perspective on how we should treat people in a way we want to be treated and leading people versus bossing people. Uh, those thoughts that John teaches really align with the way I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's been a great journey to date. Um, I'm excited about the next five years. Uh, we're going to build 20,000 units of apartments. 20,000 units of apartments. Incredible. That requires about four billion would a B dollars in debt and equity. Well, I've never thought about it that way. Four billion. I put it out there. Mm-hmm. I've been telling everybody for two years. And it's happening one at a time. So how do you eat an elephant? Start at the tail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I wouldn't start at the trunk. I started at the tail. Start at the tail and then move moved out. But I wanted to peel back what you just what we were saying in regards to like someone what someone was saying about you and you were you were reflecting on that. Yeah. And you are omnipresent. Like I'm I'm having a room on Clubhouse soon today, later on today about how podcasting can is one of the things that you can p- become po- omnipresent. But what I want to talk about you is you don't even have to be in the room and somebody's going to be talking about you because of this, because of all the stuff that you've done on a positive, wow. positive note, because of your heart, because of your generosity. I mean, and I just, I really, really want to honor you in that because you're, you're, you're a powerful human. I want you to know, I was just in a room this morning. They were talking about you. So I came in there and I was, I really wanted to participate in that conversation. And, um, uh, with Lisa, Lisa was yep. talking yep. when I spoke and I had to answer a call. And then after that call was over with, the room was over. So yeah, I really wanted to share in there. That was pretty awesome. Pretty powerful. Yeah, we'll t- when we when I end this, we'll talk about that because it was uh, it was pretty powerful when you left in regards to who you are. But um, to that part, that's the part that I was saying. Even like this morning, mm-hmm. John Maxwell. The reason I brought up John Maxwell, he said something that that has really helped mm-hmm. with my level of thinking. He said, "Think about your funeral. <clears throat> Live life today." the way you want people to talk about you at your funeral. That's if you stop and let that breathe, that that'll, that could change your mindset. And so what it did for me, again, those that has always correlated or resonated with my spirit. Um, I think about that often, like this morning on that call, listening to them in third person, talk about me. Well, if, this was my funeral. These are the things that they would be saying about me. And that was, mm. that was pretty enlightening. It act, that's why I started crying. It was really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it all starts with a hope, a dream, faith. I don't care what religion you are or who you believe your superpower is. 
If you do not have the ability to believe in something, then you'll fall for anything and you'll wind up with nothing. Truth. Truth. That's so true. And I kind of want to end this in, you know, you have, you, you have a family, you look at your family, right? And you're, you're living out your legacy already. But what is the one thing, and we, you were just talking about this kind of briefly, but what is the one thing that you want to leave them? I want to leave them a good name. Mm. I don't care about the money. I don't care about the, the access or the level in which whenever I expire, if my son could step into my shoes and keep going. Is that important? Yeah, kind of. But the most important thing to me is if I left him, when I leave this place, that people would know that I've been here and that I have done some good here. Mm. Um, I don't want that light to shine on me. I want that light to shine through me because of where I've been and what I've done and what I have allowed to happen to me. In spite of all of that, God allowed me to do this or put me on this planet to do this. And this is what I have accomplished. And it's great. And it's a good name. So when that happens, then that'll be well worth. That'll be well worth it. So it's not about, oh, I'd love to leave him $10 million. Why? Because he'll go fuck that off tomorrow. Yeah, right. But if I left him a good name and, a, and, and that when he thought about his dad, Mm-hmm. That that is just always a positive thought. And I know it's not, but maybe we can keep doing enough positive things that it'll wash all that other stuff under the bridge. Well, you're doing those things, Uncle. I really, really are. And I w- I'm sure people are going to want to flood, flood your messages and really want to reach out to you, connect with you. So before we get into all your socials and stuff, is there anything that's coming up that you want to amplify for people to know and maybe join and, you know, support? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, in business or in life, one of the things I figured out, Danielle, is how do you notice in a crowded room of people doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. There has to be a differentiator. And so what we've done with our Hope Housing Foundation and now Multifamily Monopoly is we have created a way that with us building our apartments and doing them differently, we have created what I believe to be, you'll see by the end of the year, uh, with the projects that we've got going on, the largest projects made this way in the country. And we've got two of them going on right now. So, but we've got an event in September, September 16th and 17th, it's a multifamily development summit. It's multifamily in multiple ways is, is kind of the tagline. So we've got some really big sponsors that are helping us do our apartments that are going to be sponsoring the event. Uh, we'll be talking about everything from development, how to, how to build it, how to reconstruct something if you've already bought an asset, the most efficient way and the best equipment to put in, what kind of AC units, what kind of plumbing fixtures and et cetera. So there are a lot of events going on around the country today, um, teaching people how to help their mindset and, and, and in real estate meetups and all kinds of things. There's not any summit 
that is centered around the development of multifamily. So that is our differentiator. Mm-hmm. We have a multifamily development summit uh, going on in Dallas, Texas, September 16th and 17th. Uh, the domain for that is multifamilydevelopmentsummit.com. Real simple. Uh, it's going to be the best one, the only one in the country this year. And by next year with the projects that we've got going on, I can assure you we will have several thousand people in attendance. Um, just because of the way we're building. And so September 16th, 17th, Dallas, Texas, multifamilydevelopmentsummit.com. It's going to be really great. Love, love to see you guys there. I'm going to put the, I'm going to definitely put the link in the show notes so people can click on it and, and awesome. join. And, but um, what is your links to, you know, connect with you, to send you messages, to, you know, do all those things? Uh, Alvin Hope Johnson on all social platforms. Uh, I answer all my DMs unless it says, hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to answer that. And I'm not going to answer the one that starts out saying, hey, man, I can make you a whole bunch of money. Are you interested in something? (laughs) I'm going to answer that. But uh, yeah, all my socials that way. And then my email, uh, I think it's alvin at multifamilymonopoly.com. So that comes straight to me. Nobody else gets it. That's the best way to contact me. Well, Alvin, I just truly appreciate you taking the time. I know you're super busy. I'm just blessed and honored to have you talk to my listeners, talk to me, and really give some incredible advice and pour into all of us. And if you guys loved this episode, please tag the two of us. We'll show you love on social media. But again, Alvin, I I cannot wait to meet you in person and, and give you the biggest hug. And just you're just an inspiration. You really are. Well, I can't wait to get it. We're going to see you in September in Dallas, September 16th and 17th. Come in on the 15th. And uh, if you come in a day early, then, yeah, we'll have our studio set up by then. And then I'll get you on my podcast. And I'm super excited about that. That would be incredible and such an honor. But thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. And I'll see you in those clubhouse streets. Yes.